I'm Reggie. That's Brian. This is R&B Talks. Hello, everyone. Greetings, Brian. Hey, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Glad you're back from your hiatus. Your hiatus. That's a great word. It hiatus. Is a hiatus. Hiatus. I had to take a hiatus. I even used it in the Facebook post. We're on hiatus. Makes it sound official. Makes it sound like we got set somewhere on orders, <laughs> right? Like speaking of orders. Okay. What's up? I did visit people in North Carolina mm-hmm. that could, that are literally those people that could kill you with this thumb. Why are you hanging out with people that could kill you with this thumb? Okay. No, I mean like so my my uh, my wife her like pretty much sister from another mother lives there. Uh, she's stationed down there with her husband, and both of them are SF people, and they're both like the real deal SF people. Like, nice. They really can't tell you anything, but they and they they're past the point where they're operators anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're they're like teaching or man- managing groups of people. Yeah. And uh, they the it it they literally. Like you wouldn't, I mean, in these, like, they're not like big, you know, like me, right? They just know. But you, you just, but you can literally just watch them walk and you're like, no, I don't want to mess with you. I mean, has special skills. It's just, and it's not like they, it's just because of, you can tell, see, you can tell something, if you've been around a while in any kind of like fighting or anything like that. How somebody like walks and like looks and like holds themselves and like how they do things, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, that dude don't. Mm-mm. You can tell someone like that because they're taking in the entire spectrum of everything that's going on all the time. Yeah. Like they notice they're, 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 they're from peripheral to peripheral all the time. It, but it's, and it, but anyway, they were, they're so sweet though, man. We had a great time. We, we hung out with them. Um, but I did, I did, I told my wife, I was like, yep, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm a big guy and take care of myself, but I ain't, <laughs> no, no, no. Matter of fact, when shit hits the fan, we're going there. Yeah. We're going to their house because <laughs> he knows things. They, they, they well, know it's her. things. It's, I mean, her both, and him. Her they and him. They're both, they're both like, they're both SF yeah. people and they both know all the SF people. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, and they train all the SF people. So it's one of those cases where. You're going to be half dead before you know they're there. Oh yeah, you. Would, I guarantee you, her husband, right? Because I talked to him for a while. You no, you just be dead, brother. There's just, there's no. He would have no court, and he would have no problem with it. You know what I mean? And it was just if it, if it meant that way, right? I mean, and but he was, dude. He's such a cool guy. I really I really enjoyed talking to him. And his wife, oh, they're such so beautiful people, though, man. And, and and it was such a good visit. That that made the whole trip really because my wife, my wife and her, like they could not see. They're they're kind of like well, they're kind of like me and you. Like they could not see each other for like forever, and then yeah. come, and then be fine. You know what I mean? Be like best friends. Oh for yeah, life, but done, right? done, right? Yeah. So so that was that was really cool. Um, down there, and we were we were close to Fort Bragg, and it's like down there, man. It's it's kind of like. <laughs> You, you you can't throw a rock without hitting an SF guy anyway because that's kind of where all they hang out. Mm-hmm. They go. That's just the main thing. But anyway, that was really cool. We went to Gatlinburg, um, and, and it was my daughter's birthday, and so we like made sure she picked the restaurants and what she wanted to do and stuff in Gatlinburg. That was cool. Yeah. And we went to Hilton Head Island and hung out a little bit. Nice. Didn't sleep at all, but 
glad glad to be back, man. So I'm glad you're back. Yeah. This is a very important part of my week to have these discussions. So, you uh, know, and I thought about it too. I was like, man, there's a, there, like, I'm trying to, nowadays I look at, I look for illustrations, mm-hmm. things I can rope into like a story or a, a part of like a pseudo sermon or something, because it's, I just always think that way. Right. And there's so many times, man, I was like, oh, but <laughs> yeah. And, but the one thing that I didn't really, I, I liked a lot, but but didn't I didn't feel like a reverence though, like I would expect. It was the Cathedral of the Saint John the Baptist in Savannah. Uh-huh. Beautiful, like oh, it was. Yeah. It was it was so cool, but like I didn't. It did not <laughs> stir. Like you'd think something, you know. Like I, I when I was at older some of the bigger churches when I went to Europe like a long time ago. Yeah. It did. It was like this is. Whoa, that was it was just cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been there and it's, you know. But I wonder if that has something to do socially with everything that's gone on within. You know, the Catholic Church, right? Like, I I think a lot of the reverence for me, you know, because I thought it was beautiful when I walk into a place like that. For me, it's not necessarily the spiritual part of it it's the look at what went into this place oh sure right like the architecture for me is big julie loves my wife loves the architecture everywhere we go she wants to go in the big churches honestly it wears me out sometimes but that's okay i still will go but there's just so gorgeous and well built but for me i wonder if you know i remember a time when before all the controversy a decade ago started about the Catholic church and everything that was going on in it, there was a reverence for the Catholic church because there was still this, this kind of substrata of secrecy and kind of, yeah. and then when everything hit the fan, I feel like, I feel like the shine was off. Right. Yeah, possibly. And for that's where it kind of went for me. But I mean, I, I mean, I don't think you have to have like total spiritual reverence to just no. appreciate the, you know, I mean, well some keep in mind i was there with my nephews true and they were running around and you know so makes it hard to pay attention yeah now what was what was i did was one thing that i really need to say they had a carving of jesus being put in an uh bone box Mm -hmm. right but Jesus was never put. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like it was the I weird. Know exactly what you're talking you're, about. The, yeah, they go, there was going through. They had the crucifixion story about him carrying the cross yeah. and all that stuff, and then there was a picture of him being put in a, and like not even bones. It was like his body. That's I was it. like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. th- th- there's nowhere. Yeah, I mean anywhere that I've, no, I've ever heard of this talks about Jesus being put in a the the Jewish traditional bone box, yeah. like I'm like what? <laughs> so that that was weird. It was really really weird, man. Um, that that one caught me, and it was just it caught me off guard, and I had to like look at it for a minute. And go, is that really what? Yeah. Is that really what that do? You know, I will say though, it was cool to kind of see the crucifixion story on the windows like that. Yeah. Like where they go around, like seeing the crucifixion story that way. That was really kind of cool to see. Cause I mean, even in the Christian church, 
one of the things I find about the Christian church is you have to get most of your visual from the sermon, right? Christian churches or or north or modern Western churches that are not Catholic churches usually aren't that ornate, right? Like it's they're usually kind of plain unless they've had some pizzazz put in there by the decorating for like, you know, wherever we eat, wherever we gather. But one of the things that I do appreciate, and I don't know that it necessarily has anything to do with spirituality so much as being able to kind of visually be impacted by certain aspects of the biblical story is to be able to see those just gorgeous, like stained glass interpretations of the story and things like that. That, that to me is pretty powerful. And I can also, it makes me also kind of understand why a lot of people kind of fall in love with that tradition. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause the reverence for the beauty of it and the the passion of what they put in to create it and all that stuff. There's no doubt that I, I I truly appreciate some of the, how they go about their ch- church ch- their buildings, I should yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And But then you wonder, too, like, if you did that nowadays, like, if you made a church like a Gothic cathedral now, would A, it'd be truly expensive, like was then, too, but time and everything else, and would that be better spent on other areas, right? You know what I mean? Because well, for me. It's weird. For me, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, a nice church is nice, right? But for me, spend the money in the community. Well, spend the money, yeah. you know, in outreach and things like that. I mean, if you, you know, nothing wrong with doing what you can when you can. But, you know, for me, I'd rather be in a plain old white chapel church just listening to the word and knowing that the money that we're putting in is going out of the community to kind of help. Well, I moved away you know, from, you know, I don't, I, I'm still, okay, okay, let me say this. I'm still on the fence about like how I think about worship mm-hmm. and, and the actual church and stuff about, and I say that because there's a big part of me that likes the concert type of thing where it's like you have, you have a big sound system. Everybody's, you know, mic'd up really well. You yeah. got all this stuff. You got the sound kicking, that kind of thing. But there's another part that says you don't need, that none of that stuff is necessary and can de- and actually can detract from actual worship and you know that kind of thing you don't you don't need led walls you just need you know you just need a some you, you don't need all that but it i think it's just different strokes for different folks when it comes to that you know what i mean well and i think one of the things that you have to be careful of too is i think what when you start crossing that line from regular church to sort of mega church which is where you start to see these big like concert level displays. And yeah. let me tell you, man, let me tell you something, dude. And to this day, it, it sticks out in my memory when you guys were playing at Southeast for that men's uh, retreat, the wild game dinner where the, the guy from uh, the guy from 13 hours was there to speak. Yeah, man, it was a really great experience to hear you guys up there playing and playing the classic rock music mm-hmm. and, and just do just, you know, there is something to that that is, awesome like it's cool um but you're right is that necessary no but in our i wonder though and this is something that i've often wondered and i actually know the answer but i still you know you kind of roll things around your head is it almost necessary to catch attention nowadays i mean Mm -hmm. when you're competing with tablets and cell phones and you know social media and it, I feel like, especially with the younger generation, it's almost necessary. You know, it sounds like we have a topic. It does. For another episode. It does. 
Ooh, but this episode, I'm excited. I'm as excited about this one as I was about our last topic, hey, Reggie. Hey. Would, would you like to announce the topic, sir? <clears throat> intimacy. Is intimacy. Or into me, I see. From a husband's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, you kind of have to talk about the wife's perspective a little bit. In order to make it all kind of line up. Yeah, but dude, but, I mean, intimacy is there. Okay. So first off, let me ask you this, Brian. Okay. Okay. Sure. How would you define intimacy? Well, Reggie, that is a very good question. But that, def for when I, when you ask that question, you know, the first thing I would say is intimacy for men is definably and definitely different than it is for women. And especially for husbands. But for me personally, if I'm defining intimacy as far as I go, it's 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 a mixture of the depth of all aspects of my marriage in a more visceral sense. Men are more and I use this word because I can't really think of a better word to use, but men are more carnal in nature, right? Mm. So, you know, when I think about intimacy with my wife, I think about touch and feel. Um, for me, if we're in the same room and nothing is being said, my wife can put her hand on me, like put her hand on my shoulder. And to me, that's intimacy because to me, that can change the entire mood of the room for me, right? Like the, the mood of the day. I mean, there's been studies that have been shown that men who are, who have good levels of intimacy with their wife, a wife's touch can actually relieve anxiety and slow their heart rate. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, for me, that's, that's my definition of intimacy is that, you know, like I said, carnal, not in the, in the sexual sense, so to speak all the time, but more of that, that touch connection between my wife and I, that lets me know she's there that, you know, let me, I'll put it this way. What you just said, I think is kind of like intimacy is a vehicle for vulnerability for a man. It is. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and I, I, for me, it's not really just, it's not, I don't know. I don't, I, don't I, I guess physical. Yes. But I'm saying for me and my wife, I made it a point to get to know her and not just know what she likes, but like really know her soul and try to keep, and I have to keep doing that. Cause it's like, you know, you never, never not have things to learn with yeah. your wife. So for me, it was just, it's always been about like, how can I better understand my wife and, and, and that that to me allows me to be intimate because that brings up okay well i have to then be open to her yeah. knowing things being no i mean that no one else would ever know or i mean you there's there's that that's the vehicle that i you know that's there for that i mean what some research suggests is that intimacy can be defined as the emotional component of love, 
feelings of closeness, bondedness, and connectedness. As a, that was one thing. Um, and to your point, there's the intimacy is enhanced through mutual understanding, as well as the ability to perceive one's own feelings because people who have a hard time being close to themselves also struggle with the ability to be close to others. So really, I think this is why I work with me and my wife so well, because it it was, it took me so probably so long to figure out me. Once I did, it made it easier to be close to somebody else, you know? Yeah. And it took, it took a while for me, but yeah, but there's, there's, there's correlation between your level of, I, I would say like, if you had like an intimacy meter, yeah. <laughs> you, if you are comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and know yourself, then you're much more capable of an intimate relationship than someone who wasn't. Yeah. So that's kind of what I got out. Some well, of I think in order to have true intimacy too, you got to go back to the beginning of a relationship, right? Like, you know, yeah. when you're talking about, being close to someone in that way, especially for men, um, you can usually tell men can usually tell pretty quickly. This is the person that I'm willing to, to spend that time with. Right. Yeah. I think, I I think that when we, when we consider that relationship for me, like my, just to be honest with you, there's nobody on planet earth, no relative, no one that knows me as well as my wife. Uh, I hope not. There's no, no, and I don't, you know, nothing like no, not who I am, how I think, where my mind's at all the time. Now she'll tell you all the time. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, But then she'll, in the next sentence, tell me exactly what I'm thinking. Right. So, but I mean, for, you know, but I think the most important thing that I wanted to, to kind of get across in this was not only to try to help women understand more clearly where men are coming from in intimacy, but also to help guys understand that we are not easy creatures to read. We're simple creatures for sure. Men are far more simple than women, but we're still not easy creatures to read. Right. Well, we have different, different way. I think that's, I'm going to get to that in a minute. We have different ways of going about that, but I think one of the, one of the things I, I, really want to convey is that intimacy is not it's work. It sure is. Yeah. I mean, you have to really try. Yeah. This is not something you just poof. It happens. Now, some people are more, I guess, more capable of it. Maybe would be the right term, but like you really have to work to, to like create an intimate relationship. Well, but without a doubt too, in fairness to women, Historically, men suck at it. Oh, terribly. Like, well, but that goes, but that goes both ways, right? Yeah. I mean, like men have to make effort to understand their perspective of the woman. Yeah, and the woman needs to have the same thing with the man. I mean, that you, you, it doesn't work because you just don't accept the differences. You actually, it it's, works better. Yeah, when you do realize the differences and stuff. And so we, 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 like me, I have to understand my wife is very emotional Yeah, and like her, like I have to understand, like saying thanks to her, uh, for doing things and like having time and talking to her, like Mm -hmm. just taking the time out of the day to like, just have a, a normal conversation. Um, 
you know, stuff like that. That's that shows her that I'm and she that's what she likes me to do. Yeah. You know, there's it's like that whole love language book. Yeah. And that's sure. true for a lot. That I mean, that kind of rings true for a lot of things. But with my wife, some some women are task oriented. Like if you do things for them, if you give them things, if you yeah. words of affirmation, all that yeah. kind of stuff. There's different things different women like, but but that's different than what guys like. Well, I think on a more, I think one of the things we need to be clear about too is, you know, you know, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna delve into a section here that's you know, normally kind of avoided by men and women alike is the difference between sex for a man and sex for a woman. Um, I think for women, you have to make an emotional connection. Your wife, you have to make an emotional connection and to, for it to go to that point. But what I think women don't always understand about men is to men, that is the ultimate in intimacy, right? That is, that is the mm. pinnacle to, you know, you know, and, and not I'm not saying emotional intimacy, but in, in just relational intimacy, it's it's a big deal for men. Not and it's not about, you know, you're going to have to forgive me because I'm going to be very blunt in this podcast. It's not about the orgasm. It's about this is the culmination of our relationship and us coming together and think about it. It's how we create our children. It's how we. For 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 men, it has to do with lineage. It has to do with, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I'm not saying that it's the most important component, but I think that there's a misconception amongst women that it's about, you know, no. Okay, so so sex can be used in a conquest kind of manner. It can for sure, which yes. is not the way it was it's, meant to it's be healthful though. at all. Yeah. Um. And men kind of do that anyway, because we are very, we're, we're physical creatures that have, and it's a physical need that we have. Yeah. Um, there's, there's one article I found mm -hmm. called six truths about men and sex by Laurie J. Watson. She has six, the, the six truths are okay. sex begins in the body. For men, we do. That's like if we're we're aroused or whatever. That's really we have a physical reaction to that, right? Mm -hmm. For men, sex is a hunger. Sex is energy. Sex is excitement. Sex is the way he gives love. Yeah. Sex is love. There was a couple of things though that I like latched onto because I thought that really portrays it well. When she says for men, sex is a hunger, uh she she kind of said every man wants to be full. But his craving for sex is like a craving for chocolates. Each sexual episode holds the exquisite possibility of a surprise-filled confection, maybe creamy smooth or bitter, buttery rich, perhaps a little raw and bittersweet or silky sweet. And I think, I mean, look, that that's kind of, you know, chocolates being, so, but I mean, that to me, I was like, well, yeah, that's exactly, it, it has this like possibility to it. And the sex is energy thing. The hormonal energy gives him the drive and aggression to pursue his life's purpose and work and to pursue his pursue his partner, right? So that whole sex for a man drives give like actually gives him the boost to like be what he needs to be. And then when she said sex is love, I was like, what do you mean by that? 
Sexual release makes men feel like they are finally home. And that all really made sense to me. Like, it was like, it's, it's okay. It's the truth. That, that, that's okay, really that's good. better than I could freaking come up with, you know? But I, I, look, I, I, we live in a culture that has a, like, just distorted sexuality to such an extent that it's just, it's insane that, you know, so I think that it's, it's, that gets so messed up that we lose sight of like that it is a good thing. Yeah. In the right context. In the right context, sex is is actually healthy. Yeah. Like it's it's a component to health. Like um, you know, you know, the American Medical Association, this was on their website. I was looking it up there and sex uh and it's more prominent in men than it is in women, but it's also available in women. Sex relieves anxiety. Sex has uh, sex, regular sex with your with your with your wife or husband can relieve depression. Yes, uh, it has. And then this goes back to that whole thing. And, and I think I've talked to you about this before, not on the podcast, but. We were built. Wonderfully by God. And all the things that we need for regulating life. He gives us without the, you know, medical, whatever, medical intervention, you know, exercise, sex, all those things, dopamine, all those things are released during those acts. Um, married couples that have sex more often argue less. Married couples who have sex more often share intimate moments more. Mm-hmm. And not sexual moments, but intimate moments. Um and this, and you know, I've heard this said, but I think this counts for both sides. I think what we forget is in our modern world where sex has been weaponized. Um, you know, you hear this an awful lot. You know, uh, well, I, I only give it to my husband when I need something, or I, or it's things exactly. like that. You hear that kind of stuff. Yes, but what I think people need to understand is when you starve a man or a woman of intimacy. Real intimacy, whether that's emotional intimacy, physical, physical whatever. intimacy, whatever it is, yeah. what you're going to get is a is a version of that person that's built only for survival in that relationship, right? Okay. So on that note, yeah, let me say this: emotional into me, I see. Emotional intimacy can appear in a number of different ways in a relationship. So if it's if it's working, having long, meaningful conversations about your hopes, fears, goals, and other feelings. Yeah. I know my wife wants to, un, like, she wants me to tell her my about my bad day. She wants me to tell her when I'm feeling something, right? Yeah. I don't really want to tell her any of that, mm. really. I, I don't. struggle with it. Yeah, I, but, I will admit, openly admit that I struggle with that. But I, but I do because I know that she wants to hear that because that's being vulnerable and being intimate with her. Yeah. So that's one thing I do all the time. Talking to each other about things that happened at work, each person, that's the same kind of thing. Uh, making time to spend together, uh, showing curiosity about each other's lives, which is just being interested, Absolutely. Uh, empathizing with your partner, validating their feelings and giving them emotional support. Exactly like you're saying, right? So when, when, when you're actually doing those, intimacy things correctly those are what kind of happen yeah 
when you don't, and this is like what I, what you're talking about, the whole like, well, he ain't getting none tonight kind of nonsense. Yeah. It's absolutely absurd. Now, not granted. Look, sometimes you lack, then lacks, uh, when, that, when that happens, signs of that lack of support, mm-hmm. you feel lonely. Yeah. Um, you don't share important things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's, uh, you start to be distanced. There's like a physical affection, which we're talking about, uh, not empathizing where you really don't, you know, you conflict with each other and you have arguments. I mean, so, so intimacy is definitely like something that you have to work on, but there's clear signs you're doing it right. And there's clear signs you're doing it wrong. Yeah. But there's also, there's also clear ways to get help for that. Yes. But, and, and, and just to, not to, not to put too fine a point on it, but here's the real truth of what you were saying. When a man or a woman says something like, well, I'm not giving my wife this or he doesn't get this unless you're not just, you're not just chipping away at the masculine or feminine side of that relationship. You're literally invalidating your partner. Yeah. And let me be clear. And I'm just going to give you an example. Last night, my wife and I celebrated our anniversary. Um, And we were sitting down at dinner. And have you ever had that moment where you're talking to your wife and you f- realize, man, I forgot how great this is to just sit down and be able to talk with my wife. Mm-hmm. I had that moment last night where it was <laughs> because we're so busy. Right. And, and, with the kids and everything and all that's happened over the last week or two. And, you know, I realized last night that I am not validating her by being forgetful. Right. But then I thought to myself as I was preparing for this today and I felt a real moment of guilt when I thought about it is how many times have I invalidated her without even realizing I'm doing it? Oh yeah. And, and, and we will, and we will. And, 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 and my wife is, is, she's so great. She's, I can't even begin to tell you how important a cog in my existence. My wife is, I can't even begin to lay out how that works. But you know, when you, when you use sex as a weapon or as leverage, you're not just starving your partner of true intimacy. Sorry, you, you are you are literally invalidating them as a person. You are not valid enough for me to put the work in to be, you know, completely all in. I'm I'm only going to be in when it's beneficial for me. Right. That's a, that's a super dangerous game to play. And, and that's where the biblical idea of intimacy comes into a, a huge part why 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 it's better <laughs> yeah. because you're you're when you read about like there's there's intimacy in the bible there's like how do you, how can you develop an intimate relationship with god but there's also information in there on how you could be intimate with your spouse and for the for a man there's no clear definition of intimacy than when you're supposed to love your spouse like Christ loves the church. Yeah. It's a sacrificial love. Yeah. There's no more intimate idea than the sacrifice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really clear for a man and, and, and really in the, the goes on to talk about the wives and two, but from a husband perspective, it biblically, it's really clear. 
Like, it, you know, sometimes you got to shove your nonsense beside. You put your ego away. Yeah. Be forgiving and, be, and try. Well, be I think there's also a, a, a level of that where I think the definition of sacrifice is kind of skewed over the over the last, I want to say the last probably 50, 70 years. Yeah, probably. Because my, like, just for an example, my grandfather's way of showing that wasn't sitting down and talking to my grandmother about his day, about their day and their plans. It was to work himself to death to make sure that she didn't have to worry about money. Right. And I being raised by my grandfather, most of the time have that habit where a lot of times I'll be like, you know, if I really want to take care of my family, I'm going to go out here and kill it and make sure that they don't have to worry about anything. But make that's sure all my wife doesn't have to worry about anything. That is a, that is a way men show intimacy yeah though. that it is but a it's, way it's also yeah exactly it's one way but i think what men in general don't do is figure out how to put that puzzle together where they're doing a little bit of everything to try to meet the need right and i'm very guilty of that i mean i really am uh, i'm very guilty of being like i'm gonna go out here and kill it i'm gonna go out here and sign new clients i'm gonna go out here and do this i'm gonna go out here and make it as good as i can and i'm also really hard on myself when it doesn't go well or when it doesn't go up to what the expectation is. Right. Um, you know, so I think my advice to men in the general sense would be find a way that's okay to do that, to go out and, and take care of your family financially and do the things that need to be done and be a great contributor and a, and a provider. That's really good. That's, that's a great component of being a good husband, good, you know, but, you got to find a way to weave those other things in, right? And, and, and not every man is going to be as good at it as the guy next to him. So being comparative, we need to put that sore away, right? It's not going to work. What, but what I'm saying is take, you know, make a, make it like last night. I wanted to take my wife to dinner, not because it was our anniversary. That's what we were celebrating, but I was craving conversation and time with my wife. Yeah. And I knew that I needed to, to feed that. So that's what I did. Right. You know, we, I think I, I actually like to spend time with my wife, mm -hmm. but that's also because she knows she leaves me alone. So by her, like le letting me do my thing, like we're doing tonight, I feel like she gets me and I want to spend time with her in return. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, There's sure. a give and take with everything. Mm -hmm. I read this post uh, since I've been on Facebook more, which I don't really know if I'm happy with or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Necessary evil at this point, right? I, I, I hear so. you. But um, there was a post to this. There's a one group. I remember which one it is. There, years ago when I was really active in Facebook, I had joined all kinds of groups, but and they they said uh, this guy was saying how they own him and his wife own three businesses they they have kids and stuff and they're, they're having a lot of marital issues because his wife is getting mad about the household chores not being done and all this kind of stuff and he's just he's running at the end of the rope doesn't know what to do or that kind of thing and I was reading through it and it was like okay dude a like you you regardless of how busy you are at some point. You have to say, what does my wife need from this relationship? 
Yeah. Is it, and if that means I got to like clean up a dish or something or do the dishes every once in a while, then you freaking do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you give a damn, get off your ass and do it. Yeah. The same token, though, the wife needs to understand, like, if her husband's out and they're killing it mm-hmm. as well and doing things, then it's, it's okay. Maybe you need to communicate and talk to each other yeah. and figure it out. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? Or is it both of you or whatever? But you can't solve everything by just assuming it's going to be taken care of, whatever. Intimacy is really, really, really centered on communication. And a lot of times when I'm looking at posts on social media or Mm -hmm. friends of ours who are like freaking having problems, it's because they don't even freaking talk to each other. Yeah. And or, well, I'll tell you one thing. I had this one. I won't say who it is. And, uh, we we asked him like, have you ever, you know talk about what's whose roles or what and do all this kind of stuff? And I, nine times out of ten, if you ask somebody if they are they've discussed things with the like who's going to do what or what's what's you think about no they don't they don't even they don't talk about it. No. Well, that's no. I mean, look if you're your husband and wife, in order to even get to the point where you're intimate, you got to get to the point where you're agreeing about what the hell you all. <laughs> What you're being intimate about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. d- dude, it's it starts way back there, you know. So, so I think a lot of a lot of times people just aren't either they're afraid, or and I, I, I'm I'm probably guessing most of the time it's afraid of rejection or whatever it is. Well, I'd say ninety nine percent of the yeah. time. Yeah, but dude, you got to get over that. Like, okay, from a man, let me say this from a man perspective. Yeah, you got to have the courage. Put your big boy pants on. You are responsible for your household. You need to have initiate that conversation. Well, and, you know, to give a little bit of of insight to that, you know, I think there's a combination of things brewing right now that cause that to be a problem. Number one, if you're if you were raised in a traditional household, you know, as well as I do, Reggie, we weren't taught to talk about our feelings. No, we were taught you tamp that crap down, man. You don't. You don't tamp it, and then if it starts to come out, you tamp it harder. You just, you just, you no, we don't put that on the table, right? So that being said, we're fighting that. Number two, we're fighting an out and out war on masculinity, which is makes men even more nervous, right? Like I, I ran into something today, and this is very interesting. I have a client, and he he made a statement. We, I came out today to help him, and he was talking to two women. They were probably in their thirties attractive women and he's creeping up on 70 and he was having trouble getting his wrist brace on because he has some issues and he didn't ask these women to do it for him because he was literally afraid of offending someone. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like there's this, there's this attack on, you know, I remember back in the day you could tell a woman she looked, she was beautiful. You could tell a woman, man, you look great today. You know, you could, and it didn't have to be a wife or a girlfriend. It could just be a friend or somebody you met. Hey, you look awesome today. But it's so frowned upon nowadays because it's looked at as being condescending and and talking down. It's not looked at as what it actually is to somebody that there's been this thing where men are just like, you know, I ain't saying nothing. And it creeps into their relationships because, (sighs) I hate that too, dude. Uh, it, uh, it just drives me crazy. Because uh, there, 
I, when I used to travel a lot, um, 35 weeks out of the year, gone. Yeah. On a plane Monday, you come back on Friday or Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you know, and you'd, you'd look around and people are traveling, they're busy and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things to do was like, if I wasn't cranky, yeah, <laughs> be like, just give somebody a compliment. Yeah. Right. It'd be like some woman walking down the street, like, ma'am, that, look, that, those boots they're kicking yeah. or or man look that dress i love that dress that is awesome your hair looks amazing yeah i mean it's all shit hair like that amazing. they used to do it all the time right and most of the time and this is 10 years 12 years ago that i was traveling so much it was t- it was taken even and this is only 12 years ago was taken mm-hmm. well yeah right i really i never got i shouldn't say never there was maybe a couple of times where it was like but most of the time it was like, oh, well, thank you very much. And you see the, the mood change. Yeah. You can't do that. I mean, like, no. can you eat? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to try it, though, dude. I'm telling you what, man. I'm telling you. I'm going to start doing it. I'm just going to start complimenting people. I've been doing that lately, <laughs> but I've been trying to find ways to compliment people that are non-offensive. There are some weird things that the culture has, like, twisted now. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just saying I encourage everybody to do it. Well, for, for me, it's, I feel like it's a loss of emotional intelligence, right? Like it's not, look, man, like you have to have a certain level of emotional intelligence to know, to be able to discern between someone who's hitting on you or, or trying to take advantage of you and someone who genuinely is like, wow, man, you're kick, you look great today, right? Like, yeah, man, great job. I've even been in situations where I've told people, Hey man, great job on that workout. And they stink on me. And I'm like, dude, I'm just saying, man, you killed it. Like you did really well. And that's right? not it. We're not even talking about, yeah, we're not so, talking about intimacy. Anymore, but, really, but, but what I'm saying is, is, <laughs> you know, I think there's this emotional intelligence and, and, and this is something else too. And this is, this is for the ladies. Before you judge the fact that your husband is disinterested, take a look at how he was raised and who he was raised mm-hmm. by and what how he was taught, right? I think a lot of women confuse how a person was raised and the morals and the values that were given with being emotionally broken or unintelligent. Yes. Right? However, I, when I was doing some reading, the modern day idea of male intimacy is not cool no it's not okay so i didn't i didn't copy any of the resources but i was reading through some stuff about how these men should be it goes farther than just trying to be more empathetic more you know in touch with their emotions it's like way farther than that you know and that's what, because look, like I agree that like men should be able to cry somewhat, but man, that there better be a reason. Because here's a, this this goes back to that same thing we talked about. Like you still want your men to have that sense of danger. Yeah, you want your men action. to be men, right? I mean, you still want that. So I think that goes back to what we're saying about that that toxic nonsense. 
that that push to be more emotional and everything mm-hmm. is really gone too far now. Yeah. So that that whole the whole idea of like if you read modern psychology mm-hmm. stuff about male intimacy, they get into this nonsense of yeah. oh, it's okay to do all. I mean, look, <laughs> no. It's still not. Well, I mean, honestly, man, I think that's probably part of the onslaught. And and I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm proud. This one might get some comments, Reg. I think this is directly responsible for the onslaught and the outpouring of male feminists. Because I don't really actually think there's such a thing as a male feminist. I think what happens is men are so browbeaten by the current definition of vulnerability the only way they know how to identify it is acting as a feminine individual, which pushes them into that. I'm going to be a male feminist because let's be clear, right? I'm not anti men crying. I never have been. Uh, My wife has seen me cry. Uh, One of the most devastating things that ever happened to me was the loss of my uncle Kenny. Um, But that's, I still to this day have trouble with it. Um, And I, you know, it, it was something in me broke for a while when he passed. Um, and it was it was obvious. I know it was obvious. Um, and I shed many a tear over the loss of my Uncle Kenny. Okay. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you. My dad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there was a group, Stained. Do you remember that group, Stained? Oh, yeah. For sure. They got, they got a new album coming out. They got together. Well, that song, I saw the video the other day. It says, Here and Now. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll click it on it. I could not watch it. Yeah. I could not. It broke me down. Yeah. In, in like th- 30 seconds, I was like, nope, I shut it off. Yeah. Because it was about this this guy and Alzheimer's and all this stuff. And I was like, nope. Because <laughs> no, it does. Sir. It was going to break me. It, dude, I was on the verge, man. It was yeah. like, okay, there. You know, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Because that's a genuine emotional response to something that really touched you, dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I'm not going to sit there... <sighs> You know, and I'm not going to encourage that to be like a normal thing. Well, you you know, if if you see a flower that you think is beautiful, maybe you shed a tear. No, no, you I'm know, I'm going to say, "Wow, man, that flower is awesome. That looks and cool." Then I'm going to move on. Yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there there's there's a there's a point. Yeah, and that that's what I mean by male intimacy, though. Genuine male intimacy should still be in the context of a man. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's what I, I didn't get into the, dude, I didn't have time. Cause I mean, when I was looking at that stuff, I was like, okay, I could spend, I could spend weeks <laughs> digging into all that and just tearing it down. I didn't want to do that, but the, but I, I just wanted to say that, that they're, you know, yeah. Being more emotional and vulnerable with your wife is a good thing, yeah, yeah. but you still don't want to be crying with your wife every day. You know, yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's still not. My wife doesn't cry every day. It's no. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, you know, or like if you were to say, hold on, I'll be back for a minute. And you tell your wife that and you just you go in the other room and have a good cry and come out like what? Nah, no, no. I mean, and the thing about the thing I think that that kind of puts the finest point on it is, you know, I don't think knowing your wife and my wife the way I know your wife and my wife, I don't think they'd want us to act that way. Right? No, I know my wife. No. My wife no. would be like, there is something wrong with you. Yeah, like what the hell's right? going on? 
She's like, what did you, why, what is going on in your brain? No. Now don't get me wrong. You know, I, and, 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 and it, it just doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense. Like the, the current definition of, of being emotional or vulnerable for men is just so to me, destructive. It's just a destructive force to, it's another yeah, way. It's another I mean, expectation for the stripping of. Yeah. Be vulnerable you with know. your wife, dude. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole key. Leave it with your wife. Yeah. And, you know. and, and look, there, there is, I'm not saying you should never cry. That's not it, but it's like, come on, man. It's not, it's not, there are times in your life where you're going to get, get kicked in the teeth or something and you're yeah. going to, yeah. But it should be temporary. <laughs> yeah, it should just be temporary, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I didn't I didn't break down in tears, but just on that subject, I mean, my my uh, eight year old went and had had to get shots this morning. Yeah, you know, she's on the autism spectrum, so this, this the, it's a big deal. Oh, big deal, and it's really hard. And I was I hated not to be able to be with her, right? Because right. I I'm. For some reason, me and her have like a thing, and we can I can calm her down. I can handle that better. Yeah. You know, not that Julie doesn't do a good job, but it's just you know she just likes Daddy to yeah. call her and like get her through situations, right? And yeah. I hated it, but she did what I told her to. Yeah. And, and she was like at the she was getting ready to get the shot. She goes, "Mama, I can do this." And so she told her, "So Jackie, you got this. Jackie, you got this. Jackie, you got this." And she kept telling her, "That's exactly what she was saying yeah. to herself, right, out loud." And she yeah. goes, "Okay, I'm ready," and did it. Yeah. Didn't have a freaking fit or nothing. I was like the proudest dad of all time. I didn't For get sure. to see it, but my wife was like, "Anyway, so you know that didn't break me down to tears, but I was really proud of it, right?" Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a side note. Also, a side note. Your shoes are very blue. They are. They're super blue. Wow. My wife picked those out. It was like distracting, dude. I'm sitting here trying to talk I to you. I, like, I, saw, I cried when I saw them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, they're freaking blue, man. They are blue. I like them, though. They're blue. 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 Anyway, um, you know, here's the thing, too. Men, I'm going to give you some advice. Here it comes. Tell your wives how important they are for to you from time to time. You know, I, I try to as often as I can, and I know I don't do it enough. But you know, my wife is my wife is a truly, truly prophetic woman in the sense of, you know, really wanting to give our family a vision. And her vision is not always my vision. Not because I want something different, but because we're still working on the vision, right? But she has a different view. And, you know, I've kind of noticed lately how sacrificial she can be. Um, you know, she's been our number one fan in this podcast along with your wife, right? She really wants this to be successful and I'm not for monetary reasons, but I think she believes in what we're trying to do. And, you know, me being here is a sacrifice because yeah. I leave her and I leave the kids and she's got to take care of all that. And and my advice for, for men in the, in the most general sense is, you know what, just pull your wife aside sometimes and tell her how much you, how much you appreciate who she is and what she does. I right? heard, heard somebody say one time, like, 
12 non-sexual touches in a day. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. You, you really need to make it, it. Look, it takes effort, dude. And some days you're going to be good at it and some days you're not. But, I mean, if you just keep that on, just to make sure she knows how much you appreciate her. Well, you know, that, or whatever that, the case may a be. A great example of that is my wife's parents. Um, I, I didn't realize this until my wife and I had been married for a couple of years. But when her dad walks in the door, the first thing he does is goes to his wife, gives her a kiss, and acknowledges her. And that takes being very intentional, right? Um, I think I think women, especially, you know, dedicated women, appreciate intentionality. I would agree, right? And 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 again, uh, if you guys think I'm like prognosticating because I'm an expert. I have great faults in these areas myself. I'll and I work you, on them constantly. Right? Yeah, he ain't good at it. I ain't good. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that, Reg. And my shoes are blue, by the way. But <laughs> but you know, and I, I try every day to work on that, you know, and and but you know, then just intentionally giving your wife acknowledgement in that way, just a hey, I hope you had a good day. Hey, thank you for this. You know, just being intentional enough to let her know that she is the North star for what you're trying to do. Okay. Right. Let's take that. Let's go back. Okay. You need to learn how your, you or your spouse shows their love. Yeah. You need to learn that. Yeah. You can ask that. Yeah. It's totally, totally cool for you to go, you know, how can I show you? Yeah. I love you. How can you, yeah. how can I show you that I appreciate you? How, you can ask that freaking question. Cause I'm telling you sometimes you ain't going to know <laughs> unless yeah. you do. You I know, mean, it's, it's, but it's critical. And for both, both the husband and the wife to understand it, you're going to do it different. Yeah. yeah. You got to understand that it's yeah. not going to be the same. You're going to, the, the husband's going to do it one way. The wife's going to do it another way. And you kind of have to, because it's like, you can't expect the wife to like show her love by making money yeah, or whatever. And she's not going to want to do that anyway, most likely. That's not how she's going to want to show you her love. Yeah. But anyway, yes, you must figure that out though. Yeah. You got to, you got to put some time into etching that out right like don't be afraid man and I, mean, it, it's, it, I don't think it was my word my wife's words of affirmation and i think it was probably we've been married now for 21 years i think it was probably a good decade into our marriage before i figured that she actually just came out and told me one night and i was like oh well crap i didn't even know that uh all right you know now i know now i know right but you know i think that but also you know and and i'm gonna be honest when i first got on this I was, I was, I'm going to teach women how men work. And then as the more I got into studying this, the more I realized that we know as little as they probably know in that sense. Right. So, but one thing I will encourage women to do is if you look at your husband and you ask him if he's okay, and he looks at you and goes, yes, he may not be okay. So it may be time for you to spend time with him. You know, I mean, let's be clear. Seven out of 10 men commit suicide. Seven out of 10 suicides are men, right? Um, one of the number one causes 
uh, for divorce in Christian marriages is adultery. But here's another disturbing statistic. 60% of the adultery in Christian marriages is through men. It's not 50-50. It's through men. And the reason given is lack of affection from their wives. Lack of acknowledgement I've from their wives. I've always said, if you feed me, yeah, you have sex with me, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, look, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not very complicated, dude. Honestly, for me, it's more, you know, feed me, hang out with me, you know. Yeah. Let's hang out with me. And let's do something fun. But and see, yeah, I'm not even. If, I'm, if, I'm yeah. not even there, man. It's like if you just handle those two things, my, you know, I'm good. And you know, all that other stuff's great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm, I'm saying my two main things. Yeah. Are you fix me a nice meal? Let's go have some time. We're good. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Well, and you I know? think that's pretty much every man for the most. But that's part, what I mean. Right? But, it's, but it's that that part for most men isn't complicated. Well, it isn't. But but there's I more think, to it. Well, I th- well I think it's not complicated for men. I think it's yes. more complicated for women. Yes. Right. Exactly. I think that because women have such an emotional component to intimacy, th- they cannot draw that relational line between where a man finds intimacy and where they find intimacy. And I think that's the struggle, right? You can't, you know, um, you can't, you can't relegate everything to one thing. And I think that's what everybody does, right? Like my wife needs me to talk to her, acknowledge her, you know, I, I need my wife I don't mind telling you, my wife can walk up to me and touch the back of my head if I'm having a rough day, and suddenly that day is not as rough. Um, so there's different communications, but what I think what needs to be done is we need to be clear about what the communication line is, not coming from her to me, but from me to her and the other way around, right? But like we, it, we have to take the lead on that stuff. Yeah, we do. Most of the time. Your your wife will silently be in anguish. Yes, she will. My wife will suffer silently. Yes, until she until it boils gets, reaches over. a boiling point, and it is right. Then you're like, "Holy cow!" Yeah, and then you, all of a sudden, as a man, you're like, "Well, dude, what is going yeah, on? Why didn't you and tell me?" Really, what it is is what it is is you know, I think that'd be another piece of advice I'd give for for women in relationships is if you want something from your husband, just ask. He'll give it to you, but you got to ask. Yeah, you can't assume that we're going to know. Yeah, we, you we, can't assume. We, you know, we don't do that. And, and and also, guys, if your wife has been silent for a really long time, that's a problem. Yeah, you got something going on. Right. Something's happening. Uh, it may not be anything major. It may be something massive. But what I've learned is if my wife is silent for a very long time, something is going wrong. She's upset about something. She's not getting something she needs. And and. Guys, again, I'm learning this stuff. I'm 21 years in. I'm still learning this stuff, you know, but, you know, w- one thing I would encourage every married couple, every about to be married couple, sit down and have that conversation. Yes. What am I not doing? What are you not doing? What can I do better? What can you do better? And have those things happen 
in a way that it, but make it a loving conversation, man. Don't make it, don't make it a combative conversation because there's nothing worse than attaching aggression to emotion because it just becomes a mess. So, well, I mean, too, look, divorce these days is too easy. Yeah. And people see that as an easy way out when they're just, I don't feel close to them anymore. Yeah. We well, you know that's not really a re- that's not a good reason. Yeah. That's something that can be fixed. Well, that I think that comes from having a mis a misconception of what the definition of love I is. I would agree, right? I would agree too. So, because I mean, look, as physical creatures as men are, but I mean, even myself, like I I was such a physical like way too far looks had was almost everything it was and it took me a, i had to be diligent about trying to get rid of that and, yeah. and it wasn't that i it, i wanted to like completely get rid of what i was attracted to but i needed to see women differently in order for mm-hmm. me to really be more able to have a successful marriage yeah thankfully i did you know me and julie would never have happened probably if i hadn't got over some of that nonsense because i mean look my my wife, I, my wife is so awesome. I mean, I would have probably missed out on that had I had the these idiotic, unreal expectations of things. And all the only reason why, and the reason why is because I realized that there's much more involved in that intimacy than just a physical body. It yeah. like there was so much more to a woman than just what she looks like. And those parts are actually kind of better anyway. Well, and, and to, to take that a step further, I mean, just as, just as, you know, one of the things that, that has always attracted me to my wife and will attract me to her till the day I probably drop is the fact that she is modest yeah, there's honestly, you know, and I run into this a lot. It's, well, I can't believe that men ogle me. Well, hey, if you put the goods out there, they're going to check out the goods, right? And that's not their fault. I mean, I'm not saying that you need to be, and by no means am I saying you need to be harassed or sexually assaulted. Those are horrible things and they should never happen. But I know that my, what my wife has is for us. Right. And that makes it amazing because I know that what I have and what she has is for us. Right. Here's and, how I would relate, relate that dude. Cause I get yeah. tired of, I see a lot of those gym videos. Yeah. Oh, the, the, <laughs> Trying to catch somebody creeping videos, yes. yeah, dude. I mean, look, what, what a waste. Because, because why? Because the thing is, you're wearing like it's skin tight little shorts. Yeah, half your butt cheek hanging out. You got nothing going on except for this little bitty top. Yeah, and you're in there bending over and doing all kinds of nonsense. That's really distracting for a dude. Well, but and here's the here's the thing. Be be reasonable. If you're going to dress that way, you're going to draw attention. I'm not saying don't dress that way. If you want to go buy all the skimpy skimpies that you want to buy and wear them and wear them in public, do your thing. 
but you're going to attract attention. It's this, but it's it's not the same though. But think of a dude, okay, who just walks into the workout, right? Uh-huh. And he's got like some skimpy, tight looking shorts on. Are you no talking shirt. like some Bruce Jenner in the triathlon shorts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking like we got a banana hammock going on, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. Dude's just in there ripping it up, all swollen because yeah. he's just been tearing it up in the gym. All. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you saying that, that you wouldn't be distracted by that as a female? kidding me yeah. not the same level get granted because it's different but i mean dude no i mean that's that's the thing man i mean look i get it i just i just hate those things i just I, it just despises me that some it's an it's really entrapment i think yeah. <laughs> well but that's what i said i mean like like if Come you're on. like look, look man if you're gonna go out that way and it's the same for a dude if you're running around in a tank top all buffed out with flip flops on, you want to get noticed. You, you're you're doing that to get noticed, dude. You you're want not, people to see your arms. You want people to see your arms and your chest and your back. Yes. And so so it's it's not a single standard, right? Like like this is this is funny, and I don't know. I don't think we've ever gone swimming together, Reggie. In the entire time we've known each other, but I was at a pool party with my so. wife one time, and we were swimming. And I don't swim without a shirt on. And. You don't? No, I don't. And really? Not even in the ocean. And the lady goes, hey. She goes, why don't you... She goes, do you have like a scar or something? Or is there something wrong that you don't take your shirt off? And I said, I said, no. I said, he go, she goes, well, why don't you take your shirt off? I said, because that's not for everybody. See, I'm totally not like that. That's not for everybody. I was raised in my grandparents' house. We weren't allowed to run around without shoes and shirts on in the house because it was disrespectful to my grandmother. <laughs> So, but my grandfather always told me, and now, now my grandfather had his faults, but he always said, when you're married, what, what you guys do is for you. Yeah. Right. True. So those are, that is a gift that your wife, that your wife gets. That's not a gift that you give to everybody else. Right. And it's not that I think I'm not telling anybody go put the shirt on while they swim. You do whatever you want to do. But for me. Whatever I've done, you know, I've lost nearly over 70 pounds in the last two years, right? I've gotten in pretty good shape. Um, am I a Greek Adonis? No. Am I, can I hold my own? Yes. But that's not for everybody else. That's for my wife, right? And I teach my sons that too. Like my sons, I, like I, I love them. My youngest, he loves running around with that shirt on, put shirt on. Why? There's women in the house. Show respect. I get, I get that, dude. Right? I don't disagree. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, you know, and I because I always wear, I don't walk around in underwear. Yeah, or any of that stuff. But I, I don't really go around the house without a shirt on. But swimming, I take my shirt off. Matter of fact, the the one <laughs> we had this church worship team yeah. at the pool thing. Yeah. I think I was the only one without a shirt on. Oh, dude. Part of it too, though, I'll, I'll admit is I'm 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 transparent. I well, burn. me too, but I burn. I just I burn thinking about going out in the sun. I just don't care. You know, it's like I <laughs> right? just don't. I just don't care. But for me, like I don't like I don't like like the guys at the gym. They come in. The you know, you know the dude that's got it's a full t shirt, but it's three sizes too small, and you like you can see his heartbeat through the t shirt fabric. Yeah, I don't do that, man, because there's just no point. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but I'm also for me, I'm in a, I'm in an age where that's just not important to me anymore. Well, yeah, so that I guess right? that's I probably would. I guess where where I'm at is like I'm 
I got to the point where I just don't care. Yeah. So I just, if I'm swimming, I just don't really care. But, uh, <laughs> I don't like do yard work. Yeah. No. Without a shirt on or something, you know what I mean? You're not out like, there in like your cutoff jean shorts. Yeah, and your no, I'm not, I'm not and, doing that, man. And your yellow construction helmet with your clear safety glasses. <sighs> I have an orange, like old school forestry helmet. Oh, sweet! I'm sure my wife would love to, for me to go out there in like the uh, little shorts and the, have the helmet on and look like that. But no, that work gloves it. on. It, nah, but no pockets to put them in if you take them off. Right? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Woo! But I mean, the, when, what this all really boils down to, man, with intimacy is if you really want to have true intimacy with your wife, husband, you must carve out time for them. Time, and time, communication, communication. You and well, and by time I mean time to communicate, time to talk about the yep. good and the bad, time to talk about how how things are going. How do you feel, right? One of the and I struggle with this subject. I struggle with money, right? Mainly because my wife is way better with money than I am. So I am got I got to a point at one time where I was like, why don't you just take care of the money and I forget it exists? But she wants to talk about it, and I fight talking about it, but I have to really work on being willing to have open conversations about it. But time and especially time alone, get a babysitter. Take, take that time where it's just the two of you, because let's be clear. It was the two of you before there were kids. It's going to be the two of you after the kids move out. Um, I can say this, and this is not anything but the truth. My wife is my best friend. Like oh, she, yeah. she no knows doubt. me in ways that no other human knows me. And I want to make sure that when the kids move on and they're successful and they're living their lives and don't get me wrong, I'll always be a dad. I always love my boys. They're they're They are the greatest gift I've probably ever been given. Well, when they get older, right? they'll yeah. be your friend. Yeah. And we'll be, you know, people get mad at me when I say that. I'm like, right now I'm not friends with my kids, but when no. they're adults and they have, then that will become friends. Right. But, but. I, I literally, nothing fuels me more. Like when I left our dinner last night and, and we were going home and we had spent the whole day hanging out and her and I just spent the whole day together. I was, I had, I was refueled. Yeah. That's cool, right? man. That's very cool. I was refueled and I was like, man, I, you know, and, and, and that is so important to me. And I, and I tell her all the time, I, I love, I love spending time with you. I want to spend time with you because. I can say anything to my wife. Sure. And she doesn't tear it apart. She doesn't destroy it. She'll question it, but in a healthy way. But it's so, what you'll find is if you make time for that, man, you will make just a, just the most fruitful marriage you can make. Yeah. Right. Like even when my wife and I are fighting, she knows what I care, how I feel about her. You know, and and trust me, I don't care how good your marriage is. You can fight about stuff. Well, let it's me say this nature. about the about fighting though. Yeah. too. you are going to have disagreements. Mm -hmm. I take it upon myself to be the one who apologizes first. Okay, it's usually always me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I need you to know that I just learned something from Reggie. Ding. All right, go ahead, man. It's usually me. Because I think it's my responsibility to resolve the conflict. 
I'm very hard headed. I know. And this took me, dude, this took me one bad marriage. And this is a good one that I don't want to screw up. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, like, she may, I may think she's so wrong. But in that, probably in that disagreement, I said something I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I don't call my wife names or nothing. That's not, we no. don't do that. Right. No. But, but I was angry, dropped an F bomb, something. Right. Yeah. Cause I got really torqued up. So I'll apologize. I'm usually the one who will initiate the apology, the rectification of the situation. Yes. Yes. And Julie will tell you because it's like, I really do think it's, I really need to work on that. It's, I'm telling you, dude, it saves you so much time and energy. And sometimes that just because you apologize, she might not be ready to like be cool with it, but at least you've, initiated it and then that cuts that short yeah okay so so i'll just say that no matter who's what the problem is you make the first i i I would just suggest make that make that move to rectify it yeah because it it it, she'll appreciate that more more than you know and something else for the dudes don't forget that as simple as you see a problem is as complicated as she does so when we have this tendency to want to go, well, you know what? You know, it's all cool. Just get over it. It'll be cool. It's no, not that simple. No, no. Right? Or or if your wife is stressing about something, well, the, the 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 wrong answer to that she's looking for is not you shouldn't stress about that. It's not a big deal. Right? She's looking for someone to hash that out with and figure out why it doesn't feel right. And when you dismiss her in that way, you make her feel unheard. But this goes back to like, if if you're trying to be, if you're intimate with your spouse, you will get to know these things. Mm -hmm. You will not be afraid to ask those questions. You'll not be afraid to, you know, it's easier when you've developed this intimate relationship with your spouse, when you've taken the time when you've communicated, when you've really got to know your spouse at a soul level, mm-hmm. it's not hard. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier than if you're just, you know, if you've been a recluse and you kind of, yeah. look, if you work towards that intimacy thing, things work out a whole lot better. Yes, I believe that is true. You know, I mean, disagreements and all that kind of stuff, they work out a whole, whole lot better, man. Yeah. So I, I, you know, intimacy is important. Mm-hmm. There's there's biblical definitions of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And again, you got to look, love your wife like Christ loved the church, man. If you fulfill that, you, you're on the way. Yeah. That's a big, big, big thing to understand. Yeah. Um, and I would just say we just, just make the effort. Be the man of the household, man. Be yeah. the leader. Stand up, man. Take charge. You know, be the. And what I mean by that is lead by example. Right. Something I'm still working on. Something re- I just found out Reggie's very good at. Very, very quality at it. <laughs> quality. Reggie got a gold star on his on his chart. Well, that's also because I'm a hothead, too, man. Well, I mean, yeah. You got to understand that's also because I got a temper. So fair enough. I, I know that I'll. I'll lash out sometimes. So yeah. that's kind of what I did. I just figured, OK, I had I, I did something wrong. <laughs> 
So you got to understand where they're from too. Yeah. And also, guys, remember, nothing solves things better than a good conversation, right? Listen, respond, everything will work out. One thing with intimacy that I want to make sure we bring up before we end this. Nice. Pray with your spouse. Yes. Very much a struggle at times. Which both of us suck at. Yeah. But. When you think about intimacy, when you and your wife are sitting there and you're talking to God together, mm-hmm. that's probably, for me, that's the most vulnerable mm-hmm. and the most intimate I can be. Yeah. You will not regret that. Well, and on top of that, too, and this goes without saying, pray for your spouse. You know, something that I do do every day. You know, I take a few minutes right before my day starts when I get to the office and I I just pray for my wife, for my kids, for, you know, just for just for peace. Do you ever tell Julie that you what you prayed for her about? I have it from time to time. I'll tell her. Right. I think that's a good thing, too. Yeah. I tell her, you know, I pray once in a while, you know. And, and you know, what might be a good idea. Ooh, I'm going into uncharted territory. Maybe ask what your wife would like for you to pray for her for. There you go. You know, what, what would you like? What do you need that I could pray for you for today, dear? Right? Man, Reggie, you're all inspiring tonight and stuff. You're all like giving me all this inspiration. You know, I do it again. But anyways, guys, as usual. R&B Talks on Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. Like, subscribe, Insta, dislike, Twitter, do whatever. Insta chat, Twitter gram, all those things. We're not on Twitter. Snap Twitter. Or what is it now? X. I, we don't have any. Uh, we ain't on X. X. Sounds kind of weird when you it's say that out loud, doesn't it? Silly, Sounds dude. completely yeah, off center. I, don't, I didn't understand that whole marketing thing that he did with the whole, let's say she put her to X. Yeah, let's turn it into X. What are you going to do? X somebody? That doesn't sound yeah. right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out an X, sir. I just exited exited. I just exited something. I what? That doesn't make sense. That's not even proper English. No. But anyway. But yeah, like, dislike, come look at the page, post your comments. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to go back and forth. Topic we, suggestions. we love input, right? What's that? Topic suggestions. Topic suggestions. Yes, that's actually a really good idea. Topic suggestions. Um because as good as we are coming up with them eventually are we really that good at it i don't know we've done well so far but (laughs) (laughs) we you know i think we've done all right you know know, we've talked about things talked about things right (laughs) talked about things but i think you know topic suggestions you know as usual we 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 love you know civil discourse if you're going to post nasty stuff dude we're not going to respond because it's it's not worth our time we just want we want to have a good discourse and conversation. And as usual, man, thank you guys for tuning in. These are two mics. These are two chairs. These are two guys. We'll see you next time. See you guys.